Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. This is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the medium has to offer. What's up, Matt? Bro, big dog. Skip it about. What's popping? Feeling healthy. Yeah, I'm feeling Got my coffee in front of me and my press start video game mug. It's juicy. You look good, man. You look cute too. <laughs> Dude, my um I've been I've been playing some melee lately. As you, uh, I know you've seen. I know. Samus, I hate it. <laughs> you pick the lamest characters. You play Marth and Samus. No, no. Uh, I Sam- play an honest character like Sheik. <laughs> I, I really, I, I don't see how Samus is n- not on it. Samus isn't even like a high tier character. It's just, just missiles, kind of, bro. It's gimmicks. Yeah, dude, no, it's not. Okay, well then it's gimmick. Just figure out the gimmick and then beat it. No, good. man. It's too good. <laughs> Besides melee, my back is finally healed up so I can hit the driving range again. Oh, let's go. Nice. So, a little bit of golf happening pretty soon. Yeah, I did want to mention, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I did hear that apparently next-gen video games, so things on like the PS5 and the next Xbox, the games are going to start to be $70 instead of 60 What do you think about that? I heard about this. This is a big, uh, this is a big headline going around about this. Um, yeah, well... Honestly, games haven't really... When's the last time we increased? I remember games were 50, and I remember when they jumped to 60, and that was... I feel like they jumped from the, I guess, like, PlayStation 2 areas, eras, like, Gen 3 to Gen 4, I think they jumped. Like, PlayStation 2 to PS3, they went up. That's yeah. how I remembered. I could be wrong, but... Now, I... Okay, so my... I guess my thought on that is we really have not seen an increase for a, a long time, and I have I have no issue with it. Yeah. I was I was a little butthurt at first. I was like, hell no. <laughs> and then I thought about it. I'm like, when's the la- yeah, when's the last time there's actually been a price jump and the amount of resources and times or the amount of time that's going into these games is definitely increasing without a doubt. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. I'm all into the uh the model of like free to play with uh you know with loot boxes. I know it's just like a loaded term, but I'm I'm for the model where the game is free to play and then you can just get cosmetics and then buy and like honestly any game that's like that that I've poured a lot of hours into. I well, it's like the most successful games these days like Valorant is like that, Valorant. Yeah. Um League of Legends, League, League any battle royale game yeah. is like that. They're all free and then you can just buy extra stuff. That's the yeah. best way to get players because then they figure, well, I'm putting so much time into it already. What's another 30, 40 bucks? Yeah. And then they do that every year for three years. Then you have a game that you put 90 bucks into. It's like, well, no, but also the big thing about that model is that like the top 1% of spenders on those games spend a, like a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of money. So they make up for all the, all of us that are playing for free, basically. Yeah. I probably spent, you know, I played Overwatch for, for a year, maybe a little bit more. And I probably, you know, I probably spent 40 bucks on it, um, which is less than the price of a full game. But somebody out there spent, you know, five grand. I, <laughs> I mean it's 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 a tough line to to ride actually i hear a lot of people talk about it because you know loot boxes in in a sense can be a form of gambling or yeah. considered to be a form of gambling by a lot of people and when you're kind of putting that in the hands of people um they can go crazy and it's not healthy right and we're all about healthy things on this podcast all about health <laughs> so yeah health that, that's where we that's the line right but the the plus side is that you know thousands of people get to play the game essentially for free who yeah. have no access to, to play to buy a game in the in the first place. So, you know, there's there's two sides to that coin. I think jumping things up to $70 just for a base game is fine. 
There's plenty of free games to play out there that are basically full games. Um, You and I could play Overwatch, Apex, or Valorant right now for free. Um, And uh, and they're perfectly great. So, yeah, um, the $70 thing, I'm cool with it. Rock on, big dog. Me too. All right. All right. Um, Matt, what what game are we talking about today on the podcast? (laughs) Oh! (laughs) We are talking about, speaking of Apex... We are talking about Titanfall 2, the number one Gundam parkour simulator. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> number one Gundam. Yeah, I put a lot of, put a good five minutes of thought into that. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I can tell. Um, so Titanfall 2 uh, was released in fall of 2016 for all the major platforms, Xbox, PC, PS4. Uh, it got a 10 out of 10 on Steam. It has 9 out of 10 on IGN and an 89 on Metacritic. Uh, it's a sequel to the previous game, which has the name Titanfall 1, released in 2014 <laughs> by the same studio. Um, it was uh, released by Respawn Entertainment and published by EA. Um, now, Matt, this is 2016, so uh, throw yourself back four years, okay? A lot has changed in four years. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. These are the, I'm going to name some games that came out in 2016. I'm going to gauge your reaction here. Okay. Uncharted 4. Okay. Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I reacted to my webcam, but not. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make uh, you gotta make noise here. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. The Witness. Oh, a fan okay. favorite there. Inside. Okay. Firewatch. Love me, love love Firewatch. Okay, okay, I, and here's here's one. No Man's Sky controversial <laughs> <laughs> okay okay but hang on here here's here's i'm gonna name another uh another three here no another four i'm sorry and i want to i want to hear your opinion um for another thing so gears four mm-hmm. call of duty infinite warfare yep overwatch and battlefield one what do the last four have in common they are all at the very least decent shooters <laughs> they're all gunny shooty runny games yeah, yeah. so um i think the story of Titanfall 2 is really interesting because it falls in line with kind of being released in the window that those four games were released in. Um, basically everywhere, Titanfall 2 is considered to be an incredible first-person shooter game. Multiplayer, yep. campaign, it actually has one of the best campaigns. We're going to talk mostly about the campaign today. It actually has one of the best uh, campaigns I've played ever, uh, seriously ever. Um, and it did not, it famously did not do commercially well. Yeah. The, the the whole narrative that I've heard about this game leading up to it, like the way I heard about this game was the fact that it's amazing, but it got overshadowed by everything else because it just came out during such a crowded and saturated period of good shooter games, to be honest, um, that it just kind of got lost in the lost in the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it got, lo- it got lost in all the noise, really. Yeah, lost in all the noise, and it was just got buried under but it's an amazing game without a doubt um really solid campaign really solid i don't know if you played around with the multiplayer at all but really great multiplayer as well mm-hmm. but we can uh we can get in and all that but yeah very interesting to kind of go back and play a game that realistically critically was a very good success just commercially due to a lot of variables somewhat out of its control kind of i, I definitely i was definitely part of the issue because i was playing nothing but like overwatch that year <laughs> <laughs> so um i i get it um i think there 
maybe it was the look, the style, the campaigning, the marketing, you know, who knows, but um, it just didn't quite hit the audience it needed to hit to be very successful that year. And, and I'll, I'll give you, here's a, here's a quote. Okay, this was IGN's, um, it's a quote from the IGN review by ben, Brandon Tyrell and um, gave it a nine, right? In 20, when it came out in that fall, it says, it's rare that a sequel evolves on every part of the original concept so consistently for the better, but Titanfall 2 is that exception. Its feel-good movement is the foundation for both the engaging action and platforming gameplay of its strong campaign and its over-the-top competitive multiplayer. With bolstered progression, customization, variety, and a fleshed-out story, Respawn has made good on its original vision with Titanfall 2. And bottom line, it's just damn fun to play. Uh, Titanfall 2, seriously, like we're saying, is really, really critically successful, um, but commercially not. And um, here's another fact for you, Matt. Uh, that year, um, Titanfall 2 was on the top 10 uh, for Game of the Year. Really? In, for IGN, yes. It was on the wow. top 10 for Game of, uh, game of the Year, uh, up there with The Witness, with Inside, with Overwatch, XCOM 2. Um, Just being named alongside The Witness, I know. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And Inside, too. And Inside, because yeah. that's, a, that's a phenomenal game as well. Um, so there was a lot of games it was competing with that year. Yeah, I would think, too, anecdotally as well, especially just in, like, the shooter genre and, like, the FPS genre as well. It was going up against so many, barring Overwatch, but which had the backing of, you know, Blizzard notoriety and fame. It was going against games that had such established franchises and IPs as well, yeah. whereas... To my knowledge, and I could be wrong on this, I don't think the original Titanfall, like, while it was a good game, it wasn't like, oh my god, this is incredible type of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think it was sort of set up to not fail, but to struggle in that regard, and just in the fact that it was going up against these franchise giants. Yeah, I think I think Titanfall 1 was good enough to make Titanfall And developer too. giants, too, because, I mean, Respawn, up to that point, hadn't done... The only other game they had shipped was Titanfall up to that point. So they didn't even have right. that much, I guess, notoriety or um, clout, you know, behind them at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, personally, I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was a really, really fun campaign. I thought it was just like a perfect, refreshing, fun weekend getaway. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, lo I love single player campaigns like this because it's like you're playing a action movie is how I feel about it. Like, I love the Call of Duty campaigns too, to be honest, because it's like I'm playing an action movie. You know, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can, our generation, Matt, for sure. I mean, middle school was pr like Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, oh, yeah. which I think ushered in like this epic campaign thing. You know, like this is what it, this is the standard for a really great first person shooter campaign. Everybody remembers uh, one shot, one kill right like it's just uh we remember these awesome moments in a campaign yeah. and i think any any kid playing titanfall 2 is going to remember like uh affecting cause which is the level with the time travel in titanfall 2 they're going to remember like jumping in a titan and like shooting and destroying everything in their path uh in titanfall 2 in the campaign and i think and that's a, core and all of it yeah yeah and then like jumping on the walls and everything it's it's just challenging enough it's just it's it's really fun. It's just challenging enough, and I only really ran through it on normal. But you know, as as you kind of move up, I'm assuming it's it's quite a bit more challenging, just like the other campaigns can. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just so much fun to play. It really was. So um, I'm gonna jump into um, just a, a full synopsis here, just so everyone knows what <laughs> knows what the hell we're talking about. Um, okay, so Titanfall Two is a first person shooter video game developed by Respawn Entertainment and released in fall of 2016 is, like I said, is the sequel to the 2014 game of the same name, Titanfall 1. 
In Titanfall 2, players take control of a pilot. A pilot is a type of super soldier inside this universe. They're agile, highly trained, and use a variety of tools to fight. And high octane. Uh, high octane. They have, uh, <laughs> they have the ability to cloak. They have grappling hooks. They have wall running. And they have double jumping. Um, in addition to these tools, pilots have the ability to control titans, mecha-style exoskeletons with huge firepower capabilities. Titanfall 2 is set in a science fiction universe uh, with a single... We'll cut that out. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Titanfall 2 is set in a science fiction universe uh, where, with a single-player campaign story that follows Jack Cooper, a rifleman from the Frontier Militia who bonds with his mentor's Titan BT-7274 after his mentor is killed in action at the onset of the... Uh, campaign. Together, Jack Cooper and BT embark on a quest to stop the Interstellar Manufacturing Corporation, or IMC, from launching a super weapon that is threatening <laughs> to destroy. Yeah, Interstellar <laughs> Manufacturing Corporation. Know. I know That's one of my critiques to actually get into. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the, the threatening to destroy the militia planet Harmony. Um, the game had a two-year development cycle, um, and like we said, uh, had, had, a lot of, had a lot of great ideas, expanded on a lot of awesome ideas from the first one. And um, actually, Matt, I'm not sure if you knew this, but a lot of the developers came from uh, like kind of old Call of Duty um, shooters and games like that. I mean, the lead developer on this was actually the lead multiplayer on, I believe, Modern Warfare. Really? And yeah. So there, there's a lot of crossover. Huh. I think, I think as, as with many industries, I think the games industry moves, has developers move around a lot and go, go towards different projects and jump between different games and companies. Um, and you know, talent is talent, and uh, I think it shows a little bit, right? I, Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is this it checks is, out. This is like um, due to the limit. I, my theory. Here's my theory, real quick. Yo, break it down for me, big dog. I think that this is the game that we always wanted to make, but we didn't have the capacity, the uh, the the scale, and the how you say like the power. On the consoles right i mean okay so think about the mission um and i brought it up earlier it's called affecting cause on titanfall 2. it's the mission where you're jumping in between two different times you're jumping between the past and the present it's Dude, that was phenomenal mission it's confusing actually, okay that <laughs> I, I look around online and people actually call it that mission they go like oh yeah that's that level everyone knows that level yeah everyone everyone knows what you're that one about. mission alone Honestly, up to that point, like I was thinking, this is a good game, but not anything. Like it's a good game, but I was thinking, okay, like it's maybe not deserving of all the praise I got, in my opinion. But that single mission was such a peak for me in the game yeah. that I was like, oh my god, yeah, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if our listeners take anything away from this podcast, it is just to play that mission. Um, so that mission, think of how what is required of, of a system, right? You have to be able to seamlessly jump across a completely different rendered environment um, and do it very fast, um, fluidly. And, you know, I, there's always ideas, right? This idea could be as old as first person shooters from 20 years ago, right? But then due to limitations of systems back then, memory, speed, all that stuff, we probably weren't able to accomplish it. Um, I guess my point being, I think that Titanfall 2 is just a kid's fantasy from 20 years ago finally being realized and going yeah. like, man, we were able to do it. We were able to really pull off gigantic set pieces, gigantic Titans fighting each other. 
Um, and of course, there's probably still limitations on hardware and on graphics and things like that. But this is seriously um, just what I wanted as a kid, right? <laughs> to play a yeah. game like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, the game, we go, just go jumping back in. Uh, the game is actually based on buddy cop films and science fiction movies, um, really? as well as ha- as well as inspired by Half Life's campaign and narrative. Um, so it's uh, you know it's clearly a buddy cop story. It's clearly um, uh, there's clearly a relationship between Jack Cooper and BT throughout the whole story, which to me is amazing. <laughs> I really it's love like it. it's that perfect just sassy sarcastic relationship that you would expect from two protagonists like that yeah because bt's like the cold logical he's the robot right so he's like cold logical and jack is kind of sarcastic he has so many good little quips like i detect sarcasm (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like that i like that part i like there's a moment where bt like is trying to give a thumbs up because jack gives a thumbs up and then bt's like what is that what oh that's it. That's the thumbs up. Because <laughs> a robot wouldn't really understand what a thumbs yeah. up. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed those little things. Um, they just made it feel so, so fun and so light um, and wholesome straight up. Cool. Um, Matt, we can move on to a uh, little bit of the, a uh, little bit of the prompts here. Okay. So when, when did the game click for you? Like when when you started playing it, going through the campaign, um, was there a moment where you said like, "Oh, I, I get it"? It it was really interesting actually, because I I didn't I didn't I guess click for me. I wasn't um, engrossed in the gameplay up until the point where you first get into BT and start fighting and all that. Because I was very how do I phrase this? I was very mm, shake shook, shook at the transition between the beginning. The beginning level where like, it's like the training mission the augment or the virtual reality or whatever where you're um you're in the virtual reality with the with bt's original pilot and yeah. you're learning to use the jump gear and everything and then your very first mission in the game you're just a normal soldier at the beginning right yeah and it, it reminded me of halo odst i don't know if you've played you played that one i actually i actually missed that one so yeah halo odst it's set not a whole universe and everything. I forget between which of the Halo games, but you're basically playing just a mercenary. You know, you're not Master Chief. You don't have any of the jumping abilities or like any super strength or anything like that. You're just a normal grunt, uh, grunt mercenary, and that's the role you play in that game. And I got insanely big Halo Three ODST vibes from <laughs> this game in the beginning because the whole thing in ODST is you're like a drop soldier, so you drop in like that, like how you do in the beginning. Uh, orbital mission, orbital, orbital drops. Ship. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, you drop in in the beginning of the game, and it was just very jarring because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be super soldier, and then in the beginning of the game, you don't have your jump pack, you don't have a titan, you don't have anything, and it's just like you're a normal grunt, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna die. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the beginning is insane. You're just like you immediately drop. I think your ship crashes, and you're just like in this like kind of forested. Yeah, they inject you with some like probably basically like morphine and coke mixed together to get you going because <laughs> like <laughs> your drop ship crashed you're basically dying they're like the, the robot voice is like hey load them up <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool i mean yeah. then i felt like that guy i was like okay let's do this yeah <laughs> yeah it was uh it was it was a jarring beginning part and then um when do you think it really like hit like when you got in the titan and, and yeah once i got in the titan for sure because then i was like okay these are the mechanics this is what i can expect for the rest of the game um and this is 
I'm going to be having fun with. Yeah. I guess, and I, what I really was invested in the story was when we beat the first mercenary. I forget, it, I think it was Kane. Am I right? Yeah, I think it might be. I believe it was Kane. And when we beat him, I was like, that was very satisfying, especially because he was talking so much shit. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. And then, and then I think yeah. that's when you kind of get his communicator and you, you start hearing what, what the enemy like radio is saying, so you get a little bit of extra story. Yeah, that was really helpful too, because that's also, we can get a little bit more later, but that's one of my critiques is I don't think they built the lore very well, or maybe I should have yeah. played, maybe you would have got a lot more from Titanfall 1 than I would have thought you would, Yeah, because um, it was only a multiplayer game, but yeah. I I did feel a little, I was able, I mean, it's easy enough to put together the pieces of the basic, like, okay, this IMC is an impressive um, <laughs> corporation, 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 yeah. <laughs> And no. you're the good guys trying to fight them. So that part is basic enough to understand. But I was interested in it, like, okay, well, how was IMC formed? I don't really feel like we got a lot of that. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, and we'll get into like criticisms that we have if we really have that many a little later. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, I, I think like the the clicking was really like jumping in and out of the Titan. Because um, there was a point, I think it wasn't even in the first mission. It was a little later um, where you really understand that you can leave the Titan at any moment. Uh, leave BT, jump in, kill these guys up here on the side, and jump up on the balcony and kill those guys up there, and then jump yeah. back in your Titan. And it was cool because then you're like, oh yeah, B- of course BT is going to keep fighting um, and doing his thing. And it, yeah. it, it 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 started clicking, I think, when um, you remember the opening cinematic, right, where it's showing what a pilot can do, and there's a oh, he's just like fucking up everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just says like, oh, this is a pilot. Pilots are highly trained, and blah blah blah. And it's, it shows the Titan and it shows a pilot fighting everybody and cloaking and grappling hooking and all that stuff. And then I think the moment in the campaign where I was able to really accomplish it was where I said, this game is sick. Like where I was like, okay, I get it. This game Once is you're awesome. able to put the stuff you saw into practice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cause yeah, yeah. I, I think the promise uh, any game, right. Games always have the opening cinematic. You always want it to be as cool as the opening cinematic. And it usually never is. Yeah. Uh, but this one really did uh, pretty much hit it. I think like everything I saw at the beginning, um, in this epic movie-looking thing, I was able to accomplish. I was able to jump out of a Titan and then wall run and then cloak behind these guys and then assassinate them and then jump back into BT. Yeah. And it was cool, too, because like uh, just, you were able to, like, wherever you jumped into your Titan from, it would have a different animation entering the Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, you, like, grab your, yeah. I like, yeah, I was like, oh, dude, this is so cool. <laughs> I want to mention as well, too, the... Because there, you know, there were two game modes. Obviously, it has a good multiplayer as well. I don't know if you jumped in multiplayer much, but I played a little bit. And there was a moment where I was, there's like a alleyway of like two buildings that is very clearly meant for you know wall jumping between and going down. Yeah. And I, I saw an enemy guy in there, like another player, and I grapple hooked up there and I chased him down while wall jumping back and forth between it with the shotgun. I'm just like, this game's sick. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like when the multiplayer clicked for me too, because it's just like. There's no other games that I've played, at least, and I've played my fair share of multiplayer shooters where you have that much freedom to move and you can have those kind of sequences. Because, like, they looked like something out of a movie. Like, we were going back and forth, and I was, I don't know, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. It was high octane, bro. So, so I um, just, I, I, over the last weekend, I actually played a little bit of zombies uh, with my cousin. And uh, we, played some, we played some zombies on Black Ops. And oh, that's just, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're playing some zombies on Black Ops. And man, it's so crazy going from something like Titanfall and then going and playing like Black Ops. You it's like you're move. powerless. You're so grounded. You can't move. Yeah, you yeah. cannot move. You don't jump as high. Um, you're, you stay to the ground. Even when Titanfall? 
is the melee of shooters. <laughs> okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> the uh, movement. <laughs> so, so even check this out. So when you're when you're um, you can run and then like slide um, when you crouch when you input yeah. crouch in um, in Call of Duty, right? But if you're going down like a slope, like stairs, it doesn't matter. You don't keep sliding down the stairs. You just stop, right? Whereas something like Titanfall, you slide in indefinitely. You're just going down a hill. Of course, you would slide indefinitely. Yeah. It's so interesting to me that that was just, we were just okay with the way Call of Duty was doing things. Like, we're just like, oh yeah, you can't jump. You can't really jump. It's like ignorance is bliss, man. And now, now that you know what it, now that you know what it can be, games will never be the same. I know, they will never be the same. It's so, it's so Not weird. worth it anymore. <laughs> it's strange. We, you know, we can't, it just, just think about like the limitations on your movement in, in Call of Duty. I guess it's because back then we were really cared about realism. We just really cared about bare bones, like, yeah. or what, what, you know, what would be called bare bones, like just shoot, run, aim, shoot, repeat, you know, run, aim, shoot, and repeat. Whereas Titanfall is more like run, wall run, shoot, wall run again. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Let me cloak myself real quick. Grapple hook. Let me grapple. Yeah, yeah. It's some of that. Oh yeah, there's BT over there. Hang on. Let me jump inside BT and kind of mess these guys up. Um, and there, it just feels like there's more options, um, which I think I'm glad that design wise, we've kind of moved that direction mm -hmm. um, in the last eight years. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a good place to be. Yeah, man, it's a juicy game. <laughs> so, um, art style, Matt, what do you think? Oh, uh, I, I honestly, I don't have too, too much to say as far as like the graphics are good. Yeah. And I think it. 2016, I mean, doesn't feel long ago, but that's four years. It's a lot of time for graphics to develop, I guess. Um, I think it, I mean, it holds up fine, obviously. It's still a very beautiful game to look at. Um, they, it did have some awesome sequences, like during the, the time mission where everything freezes and you have to. Um, that's cool. Yeah. There, it had some very cool sequences, very cool, I guess, design and setup for the, what's the word, for the set, for lack of a better word um but uh, i didn't think it like it was it was a beautiful game and it was great but it was nothing spectacular and i don't think it played into the i guess theme or story that well or it just didn't add anything to it as far as the messaging or anything like that but i mean it was a good game for me obviously with but the art just didn't yeah i I, too much. I agree i agree the art doesn't really factor in it's kind of just looks like it, it it it's not like they put a, a ton of intention behind trying to make it's just like a good it's like just good graphics for a, a shooter you know it's yeah yeah, I will. I will comment. Well, you know, it, take this and and some that came out the same year. So take Titanfall's art style and take something like we brought it up earlier. Overwatch's art style um, is that does that play a role in something being more commercially that's appealing? You know, so that I think that's the only thing is like. Uh, well, I think something like Overwatch obviously has a more cartoony style. Yeah. So I think that affects maybe the, or that communicates. You know, okay, this is the target audience for the game. Whereas if you look at something like Fortnite 2 versus, say, a, a Battle Royale like PUBG, obviously, based off the art style, maybe it, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. Like, you know, obviously, everyone plays Fortnite and everyone plays PUBG. But obviously, by the looking at the art everyone style... Everyone played PUBG. Everyone played PUBG, yeah. Obviously, by looking at the art style, it's like, okay, PUBG is probably meant for people that prefer more... I don't even know if I'd call it realistic, but more gritty graphics almost, or get, less just, less cartoony, less yeah. colorful. If, if there's a if there's a uh, spectrum, right, then uh, of realism and cartoony, then PUBG is more on the realism realism side, side and, yeah. And, and Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite, 
uh, Overwatch games like that are more on the cartoony side. Yeah. I, I Whereas Valorant, Titanfall two lean more towards the realism side. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's like CS:GO and Valorant, right? Um, yeah. Valorant is obviously more on the cartoony side than CS:GO, um, and you know I, I'm I think over time we might we're gonna see if it's if it's the way to go to be successful within yeah. that particular genre. But I think there's just something to be said about art style. I mean, I, I'm, I'm occult, completely okay with all the choices made on the way Titanfall 2 looks. It's meant to be an action movie. It's meant to be on the realism side. Um, How did you feel about the, like the grain, the added to it? Or uh, is that the grain, like the gradient, how it looks like a movie, basically. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. I like, had to turn it down a little bit. <laughs> it's meant to look like, it's meant to be like... Like a, an action movie. Like an action movie. Yeah. Like yeah, an action movie, so it's cool. But uh, one thing I think we need to think about, too, is the choices they didn't make, right? The, like, the choice to not... I, I, I get it. The intention is to make it like an action movie. But does that... Um, should should they... If, if they went more cartoony, right? Like Overwatch, mm -hmm. would that have made them more commercially successful? um does that impact because you know fortnite it's like being played by every everybody right and is that because it's like not on that realism side and more on that cartoony side overwatch kind of was more commercially successful than this is that because uh, i wouldn't say so i think uh, i think the the where titanfall to where it lacked and the reason it wasn't as popular wasn't because of anything having to do with the art style or the gameplay I think that was more so just maybe, and I wasn't keeping up with it at the time, maybe more so the marketing of it at the time. And again, just it being released in kind of a saturated time range for shooter video games. Um, right. So I, I, I don't think the art style would have affected it too much. And honestly, I don't think it would have worked with a cartoony art style personally. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just an interesting thought I've, I've been having about the, uh, the way the art style is really going to affect the marketing itself, because because okay, we'll never know. <laughs> if you if you if you look at the and I, here's where I, here's one of my theories about that, just to, just to stay on the, the commercial success versus non-commercial success topic is, you know, if you look at Overwatch, uh, and you look at like the poster for it, mm -hmm. it's Tracer with a couple guns and she's like smiling, right? And the Titanfall 2 posters, like BT and Jack Cooper, like destroying a wall and like running and there's a gun and an explosion and stuff. I think like just creating a character that's very well defined and easy to get behind is really what, well, specifically what Blizzard's pretty good at. Um, and I Well, think yeah, with Tracer, it's like they clearly have a mascot. mascot. It's a mascot. Yeah, 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 it's a mascot. Exactly. And Titanfall 2 doesn't... I mean, Jack, I love Jack and BT in the actual story, but I don't know them as a mascot when I'm looking right. at the poster, right? So when, when that kid is, when somebody is looking for a game to play and they're trying something out, when they see that, that Overwatch poster, it's like kind of makes you want to play a little bit more, I'd say. Yeah, that's, in the, that's the marketing aspect of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but... And actually, you know, I was going to blame that on them not having an established, I guess, IP. But I mean, Overwatch was, as far as IP goes, less More established than actually, Titanfall. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so that's definitely something they could have done better on the marketing. But I don't think that's an art style thing necessarily. I think that's, in my opinion, I think that's more of just how did they present what they had. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a, it's a strong marketing choice and, yeah. uh, and a, good, a good move on Blizzard's end. All right, so um, sound design. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like, I mean, I, I think maybe I don't have as much as in for both the art and the 
sound respectfully. I don't think I have maybe as good of an eye or an ear as you would, because I think you're a little more <laughs> creative than me, but I, that's not, that's not true. Come on. You're so bro. creative, man. Fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, it was like, it was good. It, it created a, an intense atmosphere in the moments where it needed to be, I guess, more, what's the word, um, high orchestrated it was like when the the intense moments during like air battles or the climactic points of the campaign i i think they did a good job with the sound design and the you know the soundtracks to add to the intensity of the moment and to help build up suspense and things like that and i liked it a lot yeah one one thing about the sound design and and you know it's just it's just really um well produced yeah, really good sound design all the way through, right? It's not like I'm like you know, was our, that is that Hans Zimmerman? <laughs> our, our previous, you know, our, our previous episode was on Oberdin, um, where the sound design is more idea driven, right? It's less. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's well produced too, but it's more the sound design plays into like such a large part of the game. It's more upfront, where mm-hmm. this is just like great sound design, right? It's like. Um, standard great stuff uh, one thing i do want to say about certain cues though is i saw so I, I play i play a lot of apex just so all the listeners know um i love apex a lot and um i want to talk about it a little bit later. but he plays on his xbox so I he play can't on, play with no, me no it's because i don't want to sweat too much on the pc i just want to play Apex <laughs> and relax on my couch that's why i play on xbox all right so uh, i play a lot i play a lot of apex and um you know the the cloaking sound and like grappling hook and stuff those are sounds that like kind of are inside that that game too and it was kind of cool hearing like how they're related via sound, you know, like I can't, I don't want to try to make the cloaking sound, but it's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's yeah. Pretty yeah. Good. It, it's just, uh, it's, it was just a really cool sound. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, you know, that's the Mirage sound. That's, that's awesome. You know? Um, and then the guns too. Um, yeah. All the guns are the same guns in apex. And then some of them are a little bit different. Like in um Yeah, I didn't realize how much the game pulled or Apex pulled from this game, how it's very much directly in the same universe. Yeah. I remember I texted at one point, I'm like, Well, what's the guy with Pathfinders the robot in Apex? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, there's so many all these guys look like Pathfinders, and you're like, they are Pathfinders. I was like, Those are those are I haven't I haven't dove too much into the lore, but I think those are like the almost like it's like the same model, it looks like. Yeah, but I think those are like the droids of that universe, like from Star Wars, you know, worker drone people type things. And then and then Pathfinder is just like the gone wrong version or like messed up one or something. But um yeah, I really like the relationship between those two games just for me. Um, and kind of seeing that those three things were related via sound, not just like the name of the gun and the way the gun operated, but also the way the gun sounded. I think that was awesome. Um, yeah. Like the so in in Titanfall two, you have the double take, and in Apex, you have the triple take, right? And they make the same like sound roughly. Uh, super cool. Uh, and that's just for me because I play Apex. Uh, I I don't I don't know if that would work if you just play Titanfall and just you probably wouldn't have the same impact and go like oh neat. You probably wouldn't even think that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely have, haven't played as much Apex as you, but it it's just fun to see those, I guess, um, similarity similarities between each game. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. So um, now, Matt, <laughs> this category, Nani. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get to me every time. What? So this is the category where we talk about what surprised you most during the game that made you say. Nani. Nani. <laughs> Bro, easily the time travel. 
yeah, easily, yeah. easily the time I travel. Gonna, I was so like it, it was so out of left field. I felt like, and I was just like, "What is this?" Um, but the not even just the time travel, but the way they integrated it into the game mechanics, I loved. So there were so many moments where, like, when they first introduced it, I think it was. Um, you just start walking down a hallway, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're back in time. Yeah. And then there's so many moments with it where it's like, okay, do I want to? Like, I'm about to get killed by a bunch of soldiers, so I, you know, I would time flip, <laughs> and then I'm like, well, now I have these giant beasts, like in yeah. my face. And I'm like, I'm gonna die either way. And I don't know if we elaborate on it that well, but the way the time uh, mechanic works is that you're able to just alternate very quickly between the past and the present to navigate through a facility. So let's say in the present, for example, there is a hallway that's on fire and obviously you can't walk through that or for whatever reason you can't wall run over it. Then you could switch to the past and you can get past that point. And then once you're past that point, you can switch back to the future to where you need to be. Yeah. So that, but, was, the, that was the moment that made you go, uh, Nani? Nani? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, I, I haven't played a shooter really. I can't remember the last time I played a game like that that integrated time travel yeah. like that. I will say, I wish they elaborated it out a little bit more. I, I feel like it was kind of just only used in that mission. Yeah, But it was a really fun mechanic, and I was just very like surprised to see it in there, and it was fun. And so, it was, yeah. so I was going to pick that moment, um, but I'm going to switch it now because I have a backup what um, since you stole my moment so my <laughs> my uh my moment for that is is probably the end um like the end of the last mission where you feel like um you, it, it, it makes it look like bt dies um because you and bt both get captured and you're getting killed basically. oh yeah yeah. And bt says like grab the smart pistol and you grab <laughs> and then you grab the smart pistol and then just start running and it's like a final hoorah like Dude, that victory lap moment yeah. where yeah so just so everybody knows there's a moment in the game um and this is huge spoilers because it's one of the coolest parts so skip ahead like two minutes uh <laughs> we already part. spoiled the game right yeah we have this part, <laughs> this part we haven't spoiled specifically so there's a part where you're about to die and um you know your your robot your um, titan is going to die too so you take his memory basically you take like his hard drive which is like his eyeball you kind of pull it out and then there's like an emergency kit inside of that <laughs> Or inside of that it's part of the titan and it's a smart pistol and the smart pistol i believe was in titanfall one um as a gun too um, but i think it was something like a kill streak or something like that it's basically an auto lock gun so when yeah. someone's in a specific uh your area, bullets will literally curve your bullets <laughs> literally curve and shoot people in the head and completely destroy them and you have unlimited ammo and it's just a pistol and like you're holding your robot's eyeball, your Titan's yeah. eyeball. So you're just, it's like a victory lap, literally. Like you're unstoppable. You just have this smart pistol. You're just running. You kill like a hundred people, instantly headshotting every yeah. single one of them. Um, your clip holds like 18 bullets. <laughs> you could lock on like 10, you could lock Zane, on like 10 yeah. guys at once and immediately headshot 10 guys. You just feel like like a god. It's awesome. Um, so that mar that moment was really cool. I think a lot of people talk about that yeah. moment. But um, it raises that that is actually related to one of my criticisms of the game which really is, which is where the hell was that smart pistol <laughs> every other point in the game see i thought that too but you had to take his eye out okay but you're telling me that i can't just have a smart pistol with like how to get in there it has to exist it has to exist well, no 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 no, no, no. no. <laughs> oh so the eye is part of like the only reason yeah yeah like the, the way i took it was like 
the only, the the thing that's locking on is his eye, you know. So it's a smart eye, not a smart pistol. Whatever, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't just like take BT's eye out in the middle of a fucking battle. <laughs> like, I mean, what? If you give me a smart pistol, I'd do it because that thing literally. Was... I'll take BT over a smart. Good luck fighting a, another Titan with your smart pistol, you <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> okay. Honestly, okay, my that criticism is literally like just it's an action it's a sci-fi action movie like who cares i'm, I'm yeah i'm yeah. mostly just being critical but I'm i was also- critical too and, and but then i was like i'm not going to be like lucas we love <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. so okay um that we- actually leads into my favorite favorite moment okay go ahead go which, <laughs> which my favorite moment was I, I had two so i'll give both but it, it was the seer kit like yeah. I, I felt so <laughs> badass during that i was like I, my first thought was exactly what you just said was your criticism. Okay, where, where was this? Like, <laughs> you know, where was this 30 minutes ago when we were dying? And I was like, all right, it's clearly free emergencies only. Like, I, I kind of I, I, I don't buy that it. criticism aside. <laughs> but the the other favorite was the mid-air battle with the Viper unit. Yes. Was so that was badass. so cool. So you want, badass. You want to give context for that one to the listeners? I don't even remember the campaign con. Basically, you're you're on top of one of your gunships and you're chasing after one of the IMC's larger ships, right, to try and stop it from taking off to launching basically their ultimate weapon. Correct me if I'm wrong at any point here, but that's, that's how I remember that's pretty, it. Pretty much right. And while you're while you're on the ship trying to get closer to be able to, I guess, attack it, a Titan unit that can fly, just straight up fly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> enters, and it's just it leads to this crazy battle sequence with. The cinematics here were crazy and the design of it all was very well done and it's just super super high octane super fast paced and that also is kind of what leads you into the more i guess the the crux the crux of the game to where the you cli- get the seer kit the climax, the climax and everything yeah, yeah. and yeah that 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 titan battle was actually kind of hard for me it took me a it was years. difficult yeah, yeah it was difficult even i was playing on normal you know that was probably the hardest titan battle um even more hard than the, yeah. the last one so. speaking of that because i don't think I think the Viper, the name of it was just the unit, but not the pilot. But one of my, and this is kind of <laughs> off topic, but one of my, not not a, I'm not criticizing that, but like one of my favorite parts of the game was all the, the non mercenary Titan units that you would fight. Oh, they were trash. Other, they were all trash, and they all talk such big game. They're like, I don't know, like, <laughs> you later, pilot. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the oh. cheesiest lines. Yeah, just like, like I'm gonna send you to the punk? scrapyard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who's this? yeah you know, it's like, like third rate pilot you really think you can beat me yeah <laughs> just, like, do you know this, who i am this isn't I'm even an my NPC. final one <laughs> <laughs> that that name. And, and then they got back in their titan and they just got destroyed by yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious yeah I, I did i did enjoy the corny uh you know semi antagonist villains kind of come the mini bosses coming out just, the mini bosses were fun yeah. a little bit yeah i love you know i I'm, i got a soft spot for those like this isn't even my final form. <laughs> kind of lines like I, love I think I think I gotta blame Dragon Ball for that or something. Just like oh, that's to Frieza. That villain just said something so cool. <laughs> Get a little older and you realize how corny and lame they are, but you still love them. Like the classic, like nothing personal, kid. Yeah, <laughs> I love the nothing personal, kid. It's, one of, it's, a good it's just business. <laughs> so. Um, all right, so I, I, my favorite moment, I'll go with mine. Um, honestly, the, the, the last part, I, I, I had a tear slowly roll down my face 
on, on the last one. It was part. hard. So good. Yeah, man. So big spoiler time again. And I, we should just stop giving, we should just give one big spoiler warning at the very beginning. Yeah, we keep forgetting how to do that, yeah, yeah, actually. I mean, come on. You're, what, this is a podcast about a video game. Over here. It's just, if you, it's going to be spoiled. Take <laughs> it! <Go ahead. laughs> so, so uh, yeah, my favorite moment is the very end where um, he sacrifices himself to save Jack Cooper because um, he did all the math. He, he clearly says he did, the he, math. Did all, he did the he math. He ran the numbers. <laughs> yeah, he ran, he ran the numbers. He knew what he had to do. And um, it's cool. Okay, so one, one thing I do want to say is Titanfall is really, really great. Whoever wrote it, I, I, this is what I'm going to tell them when I meet them, wherever, wherever I meet them. Um, the writers knew how to take an idea, build upon it, expand on it, and then finally see it come to fruition. So, for instance, um, you know, right at the very beginning when you first link up with BT, there's like the three protocols, you know, and protocol three is protect the pilot. The pilot. Um, protocol one is like, you know, get connected to the pilot, neural link which it's the trope of neural links. I'm not going to yeah. get into it <laughs> with, with your It kind of reminded me of, um, oh, what's that one movie called? Pacific? Pacific Rim. And then yeah, Neon, yeah. Neon, Neon Genesis. I mean, it's just a sci-fi trope. It's yeah, it's like every robot thing. You have yeah. to have an emotional connection. You, got, you have a neural link. It's just, yeah. it's just what, it's it's what you do. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just the standard issue. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a moment at the very end where um, you guys have to destroy this super weapon and kind of go into the core. And you're ready. You're going to die. You and BT are going to sacrifice yourselves to kill the core and save, save the world, right? And it's epic. It's the, it's the thing that's supposed to happen, right? And you're going out. And then bt um pulls you out oh yeah wait hang on before i get into that part one of the ideas that was established earlier on in the game was the fact that bt can throw you too oh can he right so so it's called a fastball right he goes like oh i need a fastball bt that's like a line that gets that gets said a few times and you know bt throws jack cooper and then you you end up in a location where you otherwise couldn't and at first they kind of built they kind of introduce it and jack's scared he's like are you sure about jack's like Nani? Yeah. And BT throws him, and it's like, okay, cool. And then at the very end, when you're gut, when you guys are going into that core, BT pulls you out, and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing, BT? And he says, Protocol Three, protect the pilot. The pilot. And then just throws oh! you. And then, oh, so good, so good. Oh God, I just get chills just even repeating the line. Because then, because you know, they establish like the fact that you can be thrown. They establish the whole thing about like um you know throwing you and protecting the pilot and like it just shows like that vt is like because because he's a robot right but yeah he also ha happens to have an emotional connection to our our main protagonist and you know they're buddy they're buddies and everything and then bt is like you know there's a part of him that has a heart right there he's not just circuits fat and uh at the end of it he kind of reminded me of the did you see big hero six the disney movie I actually missed Baymax. No, it kind of reminded me of the relationship between Baymax and the main character. Well, it's name, but. reminded me of Iron Giant, which is uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the classic, right? I mean, it's kind of funny. This the, the ending really did remind me of that of that ending, just giant giant robot guys saving the, the humans um, by sacrificing. Themselves. <laughs> yeah, I just have like I'm just like man, all the movies I watch are the same. Like everything's just rehashed, repainted. Yeah, dude, it's true. It's true. I mean, I, there's. There was no neural link between the Iron Giant and Hogarth no. from the movie, but there kind of was in a weird way. But um, anyway, that was my favorite moment. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. 
it, it really, it literally was just like one single tear. Very emotional. Very emotional. So Matt, that was everything that we liked about the game. What part of the game did we not Mickey like, so like. Much? Yeah, what did Mickey <laughs> like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would Mickey like, aka what was not great? Yeah. Oh, um, okay, I have a couple actually. First off, BT dying. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't and like I'm, I'm saying it for more than the obvious, like, of course, I didn't want him to die. I knew the whole time it was obvious to me he was probably going to die. Oh, it, what? dude, they fooled me. Really? <laughs> I thought it was so obvious. But I, I would have liked to see them subvert it somehow because that, to me, I kind of felt like it was obviously building up to that, especially when they introduced the third protocol of protect the pilot. I was like, okay, obviously something's going to happen where BT sacrifices himself. You're clearly way smarter than me about I these know. tropes. My yeah. brain is huge. I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I very, yeah, it was just a little, little too obvious to me personally. And I would have liked to see this subvert it in some way. Like maybe somehow when he threw you away from the blast at the end, somehow he also threw his core with you. Like as like a last ditch effort, somehow he threw the core with him. So he got to continue being your Titan in another uh, Titan body, I guess. Yeah. But I would like that. And then for the campaign, the the villains were honestly pretty weak. And pretty lame. Opinion. Yeah, they were. They were very one dimensional and there was really nothing interesting about them to be honest like they were fun to fight and they were like they they were just very typical villains with one liners like oh i'm a i'm a psychopath that does this for the money yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah that's all this no no that, that's literally that's a line that's all guys like, basically one of the guys he just doesn't kill you because he's like don't worry i'm not killing you they're not paying me anything for it yeah <laughs> and, then he, and then he just leaves it's yeah, like, yeah it was very the villains were very weak for me in that in that facet and i was a little disappointed in that too because it's not it's it's possible to create good villains in uh single player campaigns like this from uh fps is like think back to modern warfare 2 shepherd you know yeah like he was a great villain and very he's a i was very excited to see him die at the end of that right <laughs> and at this point i was just like i'm just killing mercs because that's where the campaign's taking me yeah that's how i felt about it so that was weak for me and then I just felt like the lore wasn't established that well. Yeah. But other than that, nothing really negative on my end. Yeah. Oh, and um, I guess maybe not like with the gameplay specifically, but I think they could have probably found a better release window for the game to maybe have helped it be more successful. The next year would have been good. Like yeah. literally waiting a year. Um, just cleaning it up wherever you could have. Yeah, whatever. The, yeah, exactly. And that would have been fine. But yeah, um, yeah I, I agree with you on those criticisms about the one-dimensional villains. I think they are extremely one-dimensional. It's like they literally cookie cut the <laughs> each individual little mini boss into the same person. That's why I even struggled to remember the names of the people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not memorable. I mean, all. the only one I remember is Kane. I'm not even sure which one that was. And Ash, the robot. Because I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, I, I felt like they could have had some cool characters. I was really upset. I really wanted to learn about Ash and see what her thing was. Or I guess a robot. So yeah. I don't know eh. how to, she had a, it had a, whatever. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't memorable, I think. It's just yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like the, um, I think they spent most of the storyline, most of the story is spent building the relationship up between Jack and BT. Right. Yeah. Um, I th That's definitely the whole point of the story, but it, I, I would have like supplemental reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for, for me um I, I think I, I agree with pretty much everything you just said um I think that the game could have been 
I wanted it to be longer, right? So it was very short. It was very short. And, you know, campaigns are short. Um, I think when we were younger, they might have felt a little bit longer um, for one reason or another. But this campaign just felt short. Um, I think it's a six-hour campaign, um, maybe a little bit shorter, depending on how fast you get through some things. But um, I think it could have been eight or nine. uh, And they could have expanded maybe on the villains a little bit, maybe had a little bit of exposition on the story. Um, Maybe a cinematic, (laughs) some sort of... uh, I would have taken a voiceover at the beginning that just set it up because I actually had to look up the universe. Um, yeah. Like what is going on in this universe. And um, I, I didn't, I didn't learn. I, I know, I happen to know that Titanfall takes place on a frontier star system in the distant future where humanity has discovered faster than light travel. And they're like on the edge of the galaxy, whatever, right? Typical sci-fi stuff. But I had no idea that that was the case playing the game. I had to look that up. Yeah. Right. And I, I don't think you did either. I don't think that's anywhere in there. I was very, all I knew was like, I, I'm a guy and I got a robot. Yeah. I don't know if it's meant to, um, like, I mean, they give you enough to be able to like piece together the general idea of what's going on. But Good guys versus bad guys. Yeah. That's what I got. Not yeah. much is very clear, but <laughs> they definitely could have done better there. Yeah. Um, one of my other things that I'd say is a weaker aspect of the game is, um, well, really the ability to, I, I wish there was more to do when you were outside of Titan and then inside of a Titan. I wish that like you, okay, so there's a, there's a battle where a bunch of Titans attack a bunch of other enemy Titans, right? When you're like kind of invading that base right before the airship mission. You know what I'm talking about? You and a bunch of your allies drop Titanfall into like oh like the big base. Titan raid yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a big Titan raid it's super fun it's really high octane um, I wanted to be able to jump out of my Titan and then dismantle or jump on top of an enemy Titan and just like do a bunch of crap to him and just mess him up but I yeah. had to stay in my Titan the whole time you know I I, just get I, wrecked. I was anticipating a little bit more interplay between the Titan and the and your regular yeah. human form so that you could switch between the two and have I was fun. yeah I was afraid to even try to leave my Titan honestly yeah. I will say though I tried it in the multiplayer though and there is a little bit more of that in the multiplayer okay where you can uh, you know, you can jump on your Titan and they can jump onto an enemy Titan, like take out the batteries to lower their health faster and stuff. That's dope. See, why wasn't that in the game? That's weird because I'm almost I- wondering if it was, maybe we just didn't try. <laughs> I think I, I feel like I tried it a couple of times. And yeah. Happened, but maybe it is in there, but I feel like if you're going to do it anywhere, it should be in the campaign where you're obviously more controlled and you can make that really fun for the player. Um, and also my last criticism, dude, where was my grappling hook? Did I miss that? <laughs> was, okay. <laughs> dude, why, why, why did I not get one? I was waiting for it the whole time. I only got the grappling hook in the multiplayer. Yeah. So yeah. You, there's no I don't know where campaign. maybe... I, I imagine the reason they didn't put it in the single-player campaign was because they didn't want you to like try and do too much game-breaking stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I would imagine that, yeah, that was the reason they wouldn't have included it, just to keep it more on track. And I mean, you had plenty of you know, maneuverability, but it would have been sick if they had it in the single player because it, it's like fun to just grapple hook at like an enemy grunt and reel them in and then like beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I was anticipating. So it's your, I played on Xbox. So my LB button was like the cloaking button and then it became the switch between time button. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was when I was in that one level where you switch between time, I was waiting for the level where it would become the grappling hook button. <laughs> I would start using a grappling hook and go everywhere and 
jump here and jump there and, and do some things that required a grappling hook to use. Um, I'm sure they probably had it in development and then it, it, it maybe didn't make the cut um, because it's in the opening cinematic too. It's like a pilot using a grappling hook and then he does everything that you can do in the game including grappling hook which you could not do in the in the campaign That's yeah i i think part of the other two i think it would have made some parts too easy like because there's very clearly some parts where they want you to use your brain to figure out okay how can i parkour this with the jumpsuit and then if you fuck up with the jumpsuit it would have been a very easy cop out just to like you know grab grab whatever yeah they could have built a level around it they definitely could have but i don't know i mean these are these are very nitpicky issues yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way everybody <laughs> yeah yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, otherwise, other, you know, other than not having a fucking grappling hook, but whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, uh, other games from this developer, you want to touch on that real quick? Yeah, man. So respawn, they don't have that big of a um, library. So the only other games they've made, obviously, the original Titanfall, and I haven't looked into this at all, but they made one for the iOS and the Android, a Titanfall Assault. And then Apex Legends, obviously, which came out in 2019. Jedi Fallen Order, which I haven't played, but I've only heard amazing things about. I've heard it's basically the Dark Souls, but for Star Wars, which is really cool. And then this year, I don't know if it's came, come out yet. Let me check. They made a... Okay, it hasn't come out yet, but they made a... They're making a Medal of Honor uh, for oh, the nice. Oculus of Rift. Or Ocu nice. Oculus of Rift. Oculus of Rift. <laughs> <laughs> for the so Oculus epic. Rift, so much reality. So they definitely, I mean, Titanfall, obviously, was at the very least a decent game. Um, the, the original Titanfall, that is. Titanfall 2 is great. The Apex Legends, obviously, is really fun. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is, I haven't played it, but I'm confident I would enjoy it, and it's only gotten great reviews, so I haven't heard anything negative about it. So obviously they're a great developer and they're going to keep doing good good things. I don't see any reason they wouldn't. Um, and I, I would really love to see, I don't even have any VR stuff, but I would love to see them integrate Titanfall with some VR headsets. I think it'd yeah. be cool. How would their, so they're big on movement, right? Respawn is. So you would probably throw up. Yeah. While you're playing. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> really, probably gets a little motion sickness. All that kinetic energy would probably make me run into a wall. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You would just start sprinting in your bedroom. <laughs> I got it. You know, they're making, they're uh, actually, uh, it turns out Respawn is making a workout game um, <laughs> where you just run on walls in your house. It's VR. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, cool, man. They have a good resume so far. Um, I'm really excited. good. Everything they've made has yeah. been great. I, I'm, a, again, um, I'm a huge Apex fan. Uh, I love that game uh, a lot. So, uh, Respawn's, I'm obviously a big Respawn fan. I've, I've dropped some money on the Apex um so you know i'm supporting the cause a little bit <laughs> really like them and i think they might be making a another titanfall 3 eventually if i read it, remember reading correctly but uh, so there's a two-year window between titanfall that's speculation <laughs> there's a two-year window between titanfall 1 and titanfall 2 um and i think everyone thought apex legends was going to be titanfall 3 and then it was apex legends it's apex legends which is <laughs> fine with me fine with me yeah, that's a good game <laughs> uh, you know maybe we'll see titanfall 3 on the next gen Yeah, and they could do a lot with that stuff, that um, technology, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So final thoughts, Matt. Has this earned the Matthew Rockaby Segoy of approval? Oh! Oh! <laughs> I got to give it the sweet, sweet Segoy of approval. Great game. Single player campaign was great. Like an action movie. Loved it. Obviously, 
could have done a little bit better on the lore and the villains, but overall, great game. And while nothing special, like nothing like an esport, like it couldn't be an esport, but I think the multiplayer from the couple hours I put in was also really fun as well. So got the Segway of approval for me. Awesome. This has earned the Lucas Luna, Lucas Luna seal of approval. Uh, really fun game. I think I, everything you just said, Matt, is on point. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to really touch too much of the multiplayer. But as far as the game design itself, the campaign, single player story, uh, it's pretty awesome. It's a great way to spend your weekend if you have a if you have a free weekend. I can easily um, knock it out in five yeah. six hours. Yeah, if I knock it out five six hours. Enjoy a good time. Um, you know, crack open a beer and play some Titanfall campaign. It's it's really great. Um, my only criticism, really, just give me my fucking grappling hook. I just want the grappling hook. That's it. Uh, one more thing I do want to touch on that I think was interesting was the fact that the sequel added a campaign instead of taking away a campaign. That's, a, that's, that's huge, yeah. Usually you see that the opposite way where they just choose to focus on multiplayer. But just yeah. an, another reason. Worth mentioning. Another reason, it up earlier. another reason we like Respawn. Honestly. We love Respawn <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. This, is a, this is a pro-Respawn podcast. So Huge great fans. Job. Good job, guys. You gotta play, cool, you gotta play Fall in Order now, too. Damn. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put that on the list. So, cool, Matt. I think that's all we got for today. Matt, where can we find you online? You can find me online on Twitter at Great Job Matthew and on Twitch. Stream occasionally on twitch.tv slash frillfrosty. And I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Great Job Lucas. You could also email us at thanksforplayingpod at gmail.com. Matt, where can you find our podcast on social media? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TFP Podcasts with an S at the end. Awesome. Thanks, guys. The next game we are playing, just so everybody knows, is going to be the Stanley Parable. Awesome, guys. Okay. <laughs> if, you're look, if, you're, if you're looking for a cool game to play, download the Stanley Parable right now. It's awesome. And we'll be uh, you can play along with me and Matt for the next episode. Thanks, guys. See you later. Give it a bop. Thanks for Playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music is by the impeccable Samuel Luna, and our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the BroCal Bunch and Red Circle.